Get away from me If I was you, I'd watch what you say to me Snakes all in my bed, wanna lay with me This ain't no motherfucking why you play with me Don't play with me, this the only thing I love I love, 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 love I love, I love, 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 love I love, I love, 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 love I love, don't play with me, this the only thing I love, I love, 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 love Yo, what's smacking? Hall of Fame press badges, the show. Ill Scott Fitzgerald is the name. Basketball is the game. Pardon my interruption. Let's get straight into the info. Skip the intro. Let's do it. Follow me on Twitter at Just Ill Scott and make sure that you join the conversation. Pardon my interruption real quick. It's Fitz, man. It's time to talk about what happened last night. The uh, NBA basketball games. I got the Thunder with the loss to the Nuggets. The Thunder are losing. They're losing. They're losing. They're losing badly. They're they're dinged up right now. Got the Bucks. They're dinged up right now. Who, when, and how didn't I know this? Please, when? Tell me. Somebody. Give me an idea. I'm trying to figure this picture out. This aesthetic here. Just let me know. Paul Gasol is on the Bucks now? When did this happen? Why did I miss this? And why is he not playing? Another thing. Dante DeVincenzo is very important to their bench. He hasn't been playing. He's out all season. They've been winning games without him. That's another cog that's missing that people are not talking about. He's on the bench missing. Paul Gasol's just got there and he's not playing. Malcolm Brogdon, Planner, Planner Fisher, Tear. Uh, then you've got a thumb for Miritich. He's supposed to be coming back for the playoffs. First round, probably missed the first game or something. And then you got Giannis with ankle injury. They're in trouble. They're dinged up. The Nuggets are still in a funny spot to be in. I guess the Rockets are now really gunning for the number two spot. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Uh, Harden just seems to be running away with this MVP race. And the fact that Giannis is injured now, it's scary because it's it it just boils down to this. It just boils out. It just boils down to this. Shoutouts, by the way, to the Hardwood Amino Boys. Um, it's a historic season. It's a historic thing that he's doing. He's competing against one of the greatest, and the thing is that he's. Always going to compete against Jordan. Everybody's always going to compete against Jordan. You're always going to compete against his numbers. But when you beat his numbers, when you beat that one person's numbers, then you become something different. You then 
become a part of that conversation. And that's what James Harden did this year by the 30-game run, then coming from 14 up to not having his teammates to then getting his teammates back. Now everybody's healthy. They're winning a whole bunch of games. It looks like James Harden is running away with this MVP because Giannis is doing something just this season. He's exploded this season. He's doing something that's Shaq-like. He's more Shaq than he is Larry Bird. So he is showing out, dominating to the point where he doesn't have anybody on his team. And Mike Budenholzer is the only thing holding them together. Those arguments are nonsense. The man has exploded on his own due to the fact that he has put in the work. Because I don't think Budenholzer would go and say, oh, I trust this guy. He's going to give us all these numbers if he's not the person himself. If Giannis is not that person himself putting up those numbers, being in the gym every day working with the coaches, working with the team, working within the community. He's that guy, and they're trusting in him, so he's doing what he's doing. He's exploded. He's having a season. You know how they say, oh, he's having himself a game. He's having himself a season. But James Harden is just doing something on a historic level where he's jumped himself into that conversation now something small that i'll throw out here just something small jss real quick i would think that Giannis would have beat rudy gobert to the dunking uh plateau that he set he got the 270 and 271 now and he's going on and continuing because he's got a couple more games Wherever Rudy Gobert lands, he'll have that record over Giannis. That's kind of crazy. I thought that Giannis would actually be there, that that is something that Giannis would be holding this year, that illustrious something JSS right there. Um, also, last night, man, I'm, I'm just thinking about just the playoffs that are coming up in general and the teams that are banged up and how the MVP is. But what about another race that's going the rookie of the year race has Trey Young really made it that tight what do you guys think hardwood amino make sure that you guys hit me up on there hof press badge is the handle on there hit me up on there and I will be joining in when you guys converse with me so check this out man join me on the hardwood amino app Hit me up. Let me know if you want to be a part of the Hall of Fame Press Bad Show. And we can talk about it. We can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe to the Hall of Fame Press Bad Show. L. Scott Fitzgerald is the name. Basketball is the game. Last night, though, let's get away from the playoffs. We're done with the rookie race and stuff because I don't think it's that close. But you guys, join in the conversation. Let me know what you guys think. Here. Last night was NCAA basketball, man. The Elite Eight is now here. The Sweet 16 has now transitioned into the Elite Eight. And now 
there was some good basketball played. So I have to talk about this shit. I got to talk about this shit. Welcome to the barbershop. Let's talk that talk. Come on in. Close the door. Pull up a seat. Let's get decent. T. Waters at LSU. And Reed, you know what I'm saying? He put up a, he did his thing. You know, Reed is the tall guy with the uh, dreads that are uh, multicolored now. T. Waters, though, the point guard. That's Devin Booker. He's short. That's not Kemba Walker. That That's Devin Booker. That dude can put the ball in the hole. T. Waters, shout outs to him at LSU. I would hope that he would go for the draft this year. He may creep up into the lottery. He can shoot. If any scouts were out there paying attention, this young man can shoot. Shout out to T. Waters. Um, but they did lose to Michigan State. You know what I'm saying? Winston and Henry. You know what I'm saying? Brown had a pretty good game. Henry, though. Lefty. Number 11. That man is dangerous. Got in the game off the bench and just started to light it up. They could not deal with it. They did not have any answers for this guy. He was getting open and he was making them pay. Um, Purdue beat Tennessee. Now, this is crazy. Tennessee is the higher seed going in. People are picking Tennessee somehow. But Purdue... Let me go. Let me go straight into this. I live in the Midwest. I know about these guys. These tall, athletic guys that can shoot. That are extra, extra tall. And what are they? Fair-skinned white guys that can shoot the basketball. Well, that's what Purdue has. And that's what Purdue used to be Tennessee. Their center is so fucking lanky, bro. This center and power forward combination is deadly. They look like Andrew Bynum and Paul Gasol in 09. You know what I'm saying? They look like just twin towers. And I don't know. I don't know. But they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. Tough, tough to beat. Virginia beat Oregon. Now, Oregon would have probably had a little bit more of a chance if they had Bowl Bowl in there as well. Because they are, I mean, they're the Twin Towers times three. Like, Bowl Bowl and the other guy, I can't remember his name right now. Drawing a blank. But he, those two guys together, oh my God. That's crazy. But back to my point, Oregon would have probably been in the game a little bit better. But Virginia, you know what I'm saying? They did come out on top. They were the higher seed anyway. Virginia's uh, power forward. He's going to be nice. They got him projected as going into the top 10. I don't know about him over the guy Reed from uh, LSU. So we'll see what happens on draft night. I will be 
you know what I'm saying? Keeping these names in the rafters. We'll be continuing to say these names. Letting those dreamers dream. I am seeing, on another note, I am seeing a lot of people declaring for the draft today. So, that's cool. So, we'll see who will be joining these guys, these names. Uh, I saw a couple of names. I'm not going to try and go back in my brain and think about it but back to my point Gonzaga beat Florida State that was a good game that's some big body basketball that was some NBA like big boy basketball seriously but Gonzaga did what they were supposed to do and ran away with the game. Perkins is a big time point guard. He's a small guy, but everybody else on the court that's on his team is tall enough to handle him passing the ball to them or him taking his chances, going up against those trees and getting some points. He could shoot too, but he was taking it to the hole. Shout outs to Perkins. Shout outs to Gonzaga. Man, Savoy was trying to do his thing. And man, he just was not having a good game. He really wasn't. But Savoy was trying to put the team on his back and get that W. But they end up going home with that L. It is what it is, though. Zion, man. Lives to see another day. Shout outs. Big shout outs to Trey. Put that on my Twitter. I said I knew it was going to happen. He just sat in front of the TV. I know. I know. He sat in front of the TV listening to person after person after person after person tell him that he can't shoot. Over and over and over. All day. All week. They were saying over and over that Trey Jones can't shoot. Leave him open. That's the way to win. Leave him open. Leave him open. Well, y'all was glitching, and this man went out there and put up good numbers. Great numbers, basically, compared to the game before. But he showed that he can do what? Put the ball in the basket. You guys are capping. Y'all think that this man can't do it? But he showed. Come on, man. Here's what it is, man. Zion lives to fight another day, but special shout-outs. Big, big shout-outs to Mr. Jones. I saw the video of him taking Duke one step further from the Sweet 16 into the Elite Eight. (sighs) This is a good tournament. It really is. Um... Michigan State, they're coming. They're ready. As I said, Henry, Winston, Brown, they're ready. They're ready. Um, I'm going to definitely do a reaction to that one, man. I'm just going to have to do it. going to have to sit down and watch it and talk about it. Um.
also here because I'll go back. I'm done with the NCAA. Continue to inspire me to inspire you. Trey Jones. Shout outs to you. Continue to inspire me to inspire you. That man went out there and put on a clinic because I think he just sat down in front of a TV and listened. He listened, probably put a couple of the, you know, videos recorded, get them on repeat, put them in your ears, go shoot, went to the gym and showed out, man. Continue to inspire me to inspire you. I appreciate that, man. That was good. It was a good comeback. You know what I'm saying? They say it's clapback season, all that. That was, that was a clapback. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty decent. Spectacular numbers. Um... But, pardon my interruption, the Celtics, can they flip a switch? I talked about these guys and pardon my interruption, five and four a little bit. Uh, I talked about uh, Jason Tatum stuff back then, but um, I think that they can flip on the switch. Why? Because they have two rookies that are willing and able and then they have Terry Rozier. That's also always scary. And I think that those three will be the ones that'll click in. You know what I'm saying? That'll flip the switch. And always Marcus Smart. You know what I'm saying? But what happens, I think, in the playoffs, though, is that the crowds come out. And the fact that the game is slowed down as slow as it is. It just... You can feel the tension. You know what I'm saying? You can cut it with a knife. You can see it in there that... People are struggling to do things that they normally do because all eyes are on you and people are locked in. All game long, people are locked in, dialed in. So I think that the Celtics can do it because of those three, not because of what Kyrie is saying. Um, Out West, man, I'm really scared for the Thunder. I really am. People are saying some nonsense, though. They're wanting the Warriors to just jump out and somehow get the Thunder. And the Warriors and Thunder just go at it and somehow bloodbath seven games. Somehow Oklahoma City wins. If they couldn't beat the Jazz last year, what makes you think that they're going to beat the Warriors in the first round? Now, granted, Matt Barnes said what he said. And like I said, I am a fan of the Thunder. I really am more than I am a fan of the Golden State Warriors. But optics are optics. And it's just plain to see that's not a good matchup for these guys in the first round. Maybe a second round. Maybe a conference final. But I don't nah. Not rocking with that. Not at all. But I'll say that OKC is a little bit scary. Uh the Celtics, I think that they can turn on that switch. The Denver Nuggets are in trouble. This Cinderella slipper is gonna slip off. 
the Trailblazers is just dead. That's a dead franchise. They're the Hawks of the early 2000s. The Hawks used to make it to the playoffs. It's just like, yo, you know the Hawks are going to make it in the East. They got Josh Smith. They got Marvin Williams. You know, they got enough talent out there in Atlanta. You know, they're going to have about 45, 46 games. They got enough talent to play. They make it to the playoffs every year and they get bounced every year. Just like, just like the Hornets or, you know what I'm saying, the Magics used to be. Just, what do they call it? Soup. Homemade soup. Camel's chicken noodle soup. And you're feeling bad. You're on a bad losing streak or whatever. You probably lost three games in a row. You got Orlando coming up. Oh, you got the Hawks coming up. Yeah, that's chicken noodle soup right there. You know what I'm saying? We feel a little bit better about ourselves playing them. Well, those chicken noodle soup teams that actually make it to the playoffs, but they just get bounced every year, that's changing for the Bucks this year. But I think that the Blazers really are chicken noodle soup of the West. Make it to the playoffs and just get boop, knocked right up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Swept, <laughs> swept right up under the rug. They're battles with the Rockets have been very well documented but the Blazers have only come up victorious in one situation now the thing is they had oh yeah they had such a great chance last year they had such a great chance last year but they really didn't when they got swept it was like wow okay and then the year before that you know they had Dame Lillard saying yeah we're gonna blow out you know what I'm saying? We ain't worried about it. We're going to win. We're at eight seed, but we're going to win. We're going to beat the number one seed. We ain't scared. Nah. It's just optics, man. It's just what makes sense when you look at it, man. Period. The paces are dead in the water. They're not dead franchise, you know what I'm saying? Not overall, but they're just dead. They just don't have enough to get you over the hump. I don't see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who sees them in the Eastern Conference Finals? What fan really sees the Pacers going far? The Raptors are just a well-oiled machine. I'm mad that people are hating on Jeremy Lin right now. They just Jeremy Lin ain't nothing. I've been hearing that. I've been seeing that. Jeremy Lin ain't nothing. They got Fred Van Vliet back, which is good. They got Jeremy Lin, which is good. They got Marcus Saul, which is good. They got Sergi Baca come, which is good. Pascal Siakam, which is good. We got Kyle Lowry. I mean, you got two small point guards. Fred Van Vliet is shorter than Kyle Lowry. It's just, they go in. It's, he's too small. He's too small. They're going to be fine with the fact that they have Jeremy Lin. I think he's going to force some things to happen, y'all. He's going to force some things to happen. The thing is, 
that's funny that people will not pay attention to out of the Linsanity is that it lasted for boom. How long? Just a small little sample size. A little small little, little something. If Jeremy Lin is given the option, meaning that Nick Nurse comes up and say, hey, we're going to need you this series. I'm not going to need you for one game. I'm going to need you to help this bench get through this series. Fam, I think that he's going to be able to take the bench on a ride. About 17, 18 points. But he's going to orchestrate that offense for them very nice. Nick Nurse runs some crazy nice stuff. So the Raptors are just one well-oiled machine. In that, they're going to have to go against... I mean, the Pacers... Let's do it like this. The Pacers may go against the Pistons in the first round. That's almost a toss-up because you have a bona fide star personnel person boom you got Blake Griffin right he's going to have the ball he's going to handle this he's going to have the ball in the fourth quarter if that happens tell me who tell me if that happens who on the Pacers gets the ball in the fourth quarter who is getting that ball I don't know that's why they don't have enough to get over that hump. So they may get bounced in. And by the way, the Heat look good. The Heat look like they're okay, but the Heat, they did what they did with the Chris Bosch um, ceremony. And with that, they ruined their chances, really, of getting any further or any higher than eighth. But they may be knocked out by those um, Magics, man. The Magics are on that run that the 76ers were on last year. I'm not worried about the 76ers, man, because what's been said is kind of jarring. And what do you guys think about that Hall of Fame? They said there's only been one team that's gotten a major trade and made it work in a season. The Pistons, Rasheed Wallace, 2004, the Pistons win a championship. I mean, 2002, my bad. Three, 2003, my bad. So, I just don't, I don't trust the 76ers. I really don't, as I've been saying, when they get, when the 76ers, Brent Brown goes against Brad Stevens, he's going to lose. Period. 
So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking on my ass. I don't know. But it just seems to be that way. Three and one this season. And just a laughing stock of bullshit fourth quarters all postseason last year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Elton Brand, shout outs to him, though. He is shit the top GM this year GM of the year should go to Elton Brand and also this is something cool pardon this interruption I'm eating in the middle of a podcast but pardon this interruption Stephen H. Smith said something on your show got me thinking about it got me thinking about it. I've been thinking about it since Stephen A. Smith said it. He said the atrocity that is the award show. And then also on YouTube, shout outs to NBA Storyteller. He put the same content, same context out there, the same type of statements. He says, we're subjected to some mess. That is the all-star show. The, the not the all-star show, but the award ceremony for the NBA. Now, I personally like the award show because it brings a more professionalism to the actual award itself. You all are playing basketball all of this time. It's a professional business and things like that, right? You all are saying these awards crown you to a point where you're in a Hall of Fame. When you're in this Hall of Fame, you don't play a basketball game afterwards. You go up there, you give your speech, you are awarded, you get your jacket, take your pictures with your class, you graduate, and you're celebrated. But you don't play a basketball game afterwards. So I think that's where they're trying to go with it. And also the ESPYs itself, which you're saying with the NBA, Adam Silver and whoever the powers that be that said, we're going to pick Drake as our first year award ceremony award show. He's going to do the hosting and handle that. If he handles it correctly, then the ratings will be up high and it's like, well, we have to do it again. And get a different host if you know what I'm saying he's not available and you know continue to go from there and build I honestly think the setup of the building where they're sitting in tables I don't think that that's a good idea 
I do think that they should have a small intermission where they're able to eat and sit down and I mean, not sit down, but eat and get up and talk and do things like that. But I think they need to be in a actual award show type of setting where they're in rows. They're in, you know what I'm saying, where they're looking like they're in a theater where they're watching what's going on on stage. I think that has a lot to do with how it looks visually. But the other thing that I have the issue with is the game afterwards. Now, this is the part that Stephen A. Smith and the NBA storyteller told, you know what I'm saying, their points, got their points across. They said, well, hey, back in the day, you get your award, you go play that game in front of your fans, showing why you're the MVP, showing why you got, okay, cool. You may be the MVP, just like Dirk. MVP type of, you know what I'm saying, number one overall. Number one overall, see, you know what I'm saying? And then you go, you find yourself in this buzzsaw that is the Warriors and they cut your heads off. You just won an MVP trophy in this. And this is just a scenario, a situation. You win that MVP trophy. You win that six-man award. You go, hey, showing it off to the crowd. But then you lose. You get blown out on the floor that night. Or you have just a horrible game. Say something crazy happens like this. Uh, Ben Simmons wins um, most improved player of the year this year. He goes out there in game one and just stinks up the place. Tries a three, airballs it. He misses another go-ahead bunny at the end. And, like, he goes, like, a ridiculous number. Like, three for 18. Like, from the floor. And then misses, like, you know what I'm saying? He goes, like, one for seven from the line. That's a bad game. And that would be like, yo, we gave him the award. I think that also becomes a part of like, damn, we gave him the award. Damn, he can't even show up. Like, it becomes that. Like, right after we just crowned you, and we're gonna pull you all the way down. Like, that becomes a part of the conversation the next day. Yeah, we just gave Lou Williams the six man award of the year, but the Clippers got their asses stumped last night. Like, that shit don't sound good. That don't that don't flow together. You know what I'm saying? That's my point in it. And then another point in it is say that person gets injured. And they're injured bad where they're not gonna make it to the game. And you get that award win. What later? Or if they don't get it later, say there's a person that's not in the playoffs. 
the team didn't make it to the playoffs, but they won Defensive Player of the Year. The team didn't make it to the playoffs, but he's at the crib. Whoever this player is is at the crib, and they received their award at the crib. I mean, like, what what kind of special something do they get? The setting of wherever they get it isn't going to be the same as these other guys. Even if it is like how, you know, it used to be where Steve Nash uh, won his championship, uh, won his MVPs, or when Kevin Durant won his MVP, or um, trying to think of the other ones. I, I remember like the room and the setting. Steph Curry, when he won his it's that room, you got the championship, you got your, you know what I'm saying, you're taking your pictures and stuff, you're sitting back in that space there. What what else can happen from that situation? Say that same setting, it's somebody with a broken leg. You know what I'm saying? They broke their leg in the last game or two of the season. Boom. But they won the award. They're walking in there with crutches and all of this stuff. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. It's almost... A pity award at that point. It would look and feel that way. That's my gripe with it. Stephen A. Smith has had his gripe with it. He doesn't like the show. I personally don't like the show. There's things that can be fixed. And as they're continuing to do the award show, I think they're going to get better and better. Just like the 2K League is getting better and better. Um, with the visuals and different effects and things that they're trying to shoot. And different camera angles and different things different ideas different celebrities different people being there you know what i'm saying crowds and the size of the building it's what it is man bridging the gap between the two but to bring my point on home that's how i feel about the NBA's awarding system and how we award people and this and that. So that's coming up very soon. How do you guys feel about the award show? The year-end award show. I think it's better because you're allowed also to be a little bit more fun in that moment. You can talk. You can be emotional if you win your award. You don't have Adam Silver standing there. He's trying to get his point across. And the crowd is screaming. So he has to wait for the crowd. And he says a little bit more and the crowd screams. They're allowed to do that. But it just slows down what Adam Silver is trying to get across. And then the... I think that the after speech becomes a little more cheesy because of that. But that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? Hall of Fame, let me know. Likes, comment, review, subscribe. Make sure that you guys hit me up, join the conversation. We can talk at any time. Pardon my interruption. We can talk at any time. Hall of Fame press badge is the show. L. Scott Fitzgerald is the name. Basketball is the game. Let's talk basketball. Pull up a seat. Let's talk some basketball. I appreciate y'all for rocking with me, man. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't be yourself. Be yourself at all times. Do what you do. 
being yourself is always good. Remember that you're at the party. You, know, you are the party. You don't have to go to the party. You are the party. Hall of Fame press badge is the show. It's got Fitzgerald as their name. It's Fitz. Close the door on your way about the shop. We gone. is there